0: Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Michelle Ashby. Michelle is an independent corporate director, board governance expert, and keynote speaker.
1: Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Christina. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, can you share, before we dive into this topic, which is near and dear to my heart, uh, share a little bit about your background with the listeners.
1: Absolutely. Um, I am currently an independent corporate director on a public mining company board that trades on the New York Stock Exchange. And uh, my background is in finance and mining. So I have about 30 years experience in those two industries. Um, I started out as a stockbroker and decided to specialize in mining stocks pretty early in my rookie year as a stockbroker and built that really into my reputation. I became one of the top 10 brokers in the country that specialized in mining stocks at the time. And from that, I leveraged it into starting a trade association for the gold mining industry That was global. And and in that job in doing that creation of that association, I worked directly with CEOs and top executives of all the producing gold mining companies that are publicly traded around the world and their largest institutional investors. And I ran that for 18 years, built it into an institution, and it is still alive and kicking today. It's called the Denver Gold Group, 32 years strong, and um, still, you know, providing services to the members who are the mining companies and involving, you know, the people who raise the capital to help the industry produce their resources that they're out there looking for. So that was the first part of my career. And then I went on my own and started my own business in the basement of my house with a computer and a filing cabinet. And um, I decided to expand into other resources. So oil and gas And what I call modern energy, what a lot of people today call clean tech companies, as well as base metals like copper, which is, as we now understand, one of those um, resources that's critical for helping us to create batteries for electric vehicles and lithium and rhodium and et cetera, et cetera. And then I took that business globally. So I was working with companies and investors in Africa and the Middle East, Europe. And of course, North America. And that was my, you know, kind of um, my personal success in a big, in a big way, because my first year revenues were over $2 million. And um, the revenues were between 2 and $4 million consistently for about eight years. And then the uh, commodities markets took a dive and I decided to step away and take my winnings off the table and, um you know, get on some corporate boards, get on more, actually, I was already on corporate boards at that time, so um fast forward to twenty sixteen i um was curious about why there weren't more women on boards because there were lots of articles about it, you know like yeah i'd been I'd been in male dominated industries for thirty years, and you know kind of had my head down and was, um, that's where we're going to get to this topic about why mentors matter. And um, while I'm in that process, I interviewed 200 women over 18 months. And my questions were, why aren't there more women on boards? Why aren't you on a board? And share with me your, you know, career, like what happened in your career? And I actually started a file, you know, in my drawer that said super women because I would put <laughs> notes, and I was like, "Oh my god, like you are so qualified, you should definitely be on a board." And I put those notes in a in a file. I, I had no idea what I was going to do with this um, until I was talking about it with some of my peers at a peer advisory board meeting, and one of the gentlemen turned to me and said, "Why don't you do something about that? You call it your woman thing." But you light up when you talk about it and you seem very passionate about it. And so I decided to create a program to train other women how to get on boards because I understood through those interviews that there were gaps in what women did not know about getting on a corporate board or compensation being paid to be on a board or, you know, did they qualify to be on a board? And um, in 2018, I launched my first curriculum with a group of ladies and created a certification that they could earn to say that they were a certified, qualified board candidate and started helping women get ready to get on boards. And today, you know, we have been uh, very successful in that. And many and many of the women have become uh, corporate board members. As well as CEOs of companies, as well as starting their own businesses after taking my training, so it's become a very transformational program for women who are interested in in leadership and doing. I'm, I want to help women who want to step into these roles and actually, you know, take on that courageousness that it takes to be in the decision making roles and go go do it, go change the world.
0: Hey, yeah, love it. So I'm guessing mentorship has had a huge impact on your life, both as a receiver and a giver. Can we jump into first of all why mentors matter and then how can we go about getting one?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Christina. Your question is very you know is a very good one and as I was always thinking about this, I was kind of going okay the formula for mentorship so if i if we if i'm one and you're one right 1 plus 1 mentor equals it could equal 2 it could equal 5 it could equal 5000 and i'm it could be the 5000 people it could be $5000 so that's the power of the mentor right I'm I'm one entity, but the, men- the mentor is the person who has a bigger network or more access to capital or uh, more knowledge that they're able to share, more experience that they're able to share. And it can be all of those things. And that's where the multiplier comes in. The other thing is, um, as I've done my research in looking at the patriarchal model that we all live in, which if you imagine the pyramid, right? the CEO at the top, that organizational chart, this pyramid is ancient. This comes from, you know, not decades, but thousands of years of implementation. And thousands of years ago, men were apprenticed, usually by their fathers. So typically, if there were a craft, in the family, the craft was passed on to the sons in the family, and then so on and so on. In the Industrial Revolution, it shifted a little bit more into mentorship as we were developing these manufacturing um, plants, if you will, with managers. And now they're mentoring young men typically underneath them as opposed to their sons. So the terminology changed a little bit, and it's still very male-dominated. It's still, if most men are mentored. And this is where I identified the gap when I talked to women about you know, how they were in their career and why was I on a board, but they weren't. So I was like, wait, what happened? And what I realized was that I was mentored by gentlemen throughout my career. So I want to share a couple stories with you. Sure. When when I was a rookie broker, I was, uh, to be honest, I was a terrible stockbroker that first year. (laughs) Uh, I was because I was I let's say it's your definition. The company that hired me thought I was terrible because I wasn't generating commissions like they thought I should. I, on the other hand, wanted to be the people's broker and really understand the client and work for the client, et cetera, et cetera. I was in looking at service and that type of thing. Ultimately, I was became a very successful stockbroker because of my I think you know my ethics and the way that I wanted to approach the business, but. Um, when I decided to specialize in mining, it came, it came because I was talking to clients who had, uh, investments in mining companies that had kind of gone sour, right? Their investment had gone from $3 to two cents or something. And the clients were like, wait a second, could you call the company and ask them questions about, and I said, yes, I will. So I'd call the company and talk to the president. And I would um, call the client back, et cetera, et cetera. So as I'm talking to the presidents of these mining companies, I run into this guy named Bill Green. And he's in Idaho. And we had a few conversations. And I I was curious, like, what's mining about? How do you make money? Why do you do what you do? Et cetera, et cetera. And he said, hey, Michelle, why don't you come up to Spokane this fall? There's a conference. And I will introduce you to some people who are in the industry. I was like, great. I will do that. And he said, by the way, bring a big stack of business cards. So mm-hmm. I did. I go to this conference, 600 men and me. I'm the only woman except for the servers in the room. And wow, uh, Mr. Green, he's a, he also a mining professor at, at one of the universities up there. But he was president of a company that had a lot of exploration projects in Northwest United States. So he takes me, you know, he we were at a reception and he says, "Come with me." And he literally stood next to me on my side and he said, "Michelle, shake Paul's hand. This is Paul. Say hi, Paul. I'm Michelle Ashby. Here's my card. And what, you know, what's the name of your company and what do you do?" And then he, he you know, Paul gave me his card and we had a chat and then Bill moves me to the next person. And he literally walked around the room with me and did this, okay? So That imprinted in me how to network. I never had to be taught again. Yeah. Okay. And because he was so, um, you know, I've had women say to me, oh my gosh, weren't you offended by the way? You know, wasn't that like you felt like you were, you know, being treated like a kid? I go, no, I thought it was being, I was honored. I was like, wow, you're going to spend time and energy doing this for me, with me. This is amazing. Yeah. And um and that was one example of a mentor. And of course, his his phone line was always open to me. If I had a question, he would call me back right away. Right? And go, fast forward as I as I met more um, executives in the mining space, they were so. Um, interested that I was interested in them. And so they would invite me on mine tours. And you know, I didn't know anything about mining, but I would spend time with the geologist asking, like, what are you looking for? What does that mean to you? How do you how do you determine what's a good, you know, what's a good deposit that you're going to actually start mining, et cetera, et cetera. And asking good questions is is a, a key thing. And at the same time, because of my interest, they were willing to help me, you know, let me connect you with so-and-so, because I think they can answer some of those questions you have. Um, one, one of the CEOs actually lent me his textbook from his mineral economics class at, uh, in college. So that I could read more about, you know, valuation of mine sites, how open pit mining works, cyanide processing, et cetera, et cetera. And I would sit at home and read these things at night, you know, um, in order to get myself educated. So there's two sides, right? Remember I said one plus one equals, right? Yeah. We have to do our part. It isn't just don't depend on a mentor to do everything for you because that's not a, that that isn't a fair relationship. It's, it is a two way kind of thing and hearing what they're what they're asking and what questions they might have. And are there areas where you can help and support and connect them to people that they don't know? And I think women today have a lot of opportunity in this because a lot of companies now are looking for more equity within their companies at all levels. And guess what? Women know a lot of women. And so that's a valued asset right there that we kind of take for granted and don't realize wait a second i have something that i can bring to the table here too in that relationship
0: oh yeah well and i like that you say it's important to do our part cuz i have i've had mentees show up and expect me to like run the show right whereas when i had a mentor i would show up and say hey here are my questions this is what i want to focus on can you can you you know, giving them an agenda and trying to help them along since they're giving the gift of their time.
1: Right, right. And and uh, I'm very i very conscious conscious of that as I'm building things and realizing the value that people bring to me. So my second story is about my mentor who helped me build my in my private company. I told you about that I started in the basement of my home. Yeah. So the reason I did that was because as a trade association, I was the CEO, I was the executive director, but I had no ownership. The structure is set up so that it's owned by the members and it was up and running and making, you know, good money. And, um, I wanted to participate in, you know, the, the profit side of, of what I was doing, which was putting these, you know, very High-end private conferences together for executives with, um, you know, people who control a lot of money and helping them successfully finance their their projects. So, um, one of the senior members of a number of companies asked to have a meeting with me, and so I flew to Vancouver. We sat down, and he said, "Listen, if you would do what you're, you know, for oil and gas, what you've done for gold, I'll back you. I want, I want, I want you to do this." So I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity because this guy has—it's <laughs> the one plus one equals five thousand or five million kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, so I said, sure. So that was kind of the impetus, uh, along with a number of other people. He wasn't the only one who was saying, if you leave, we would love to have you come and develop something in our space um, given your track record and we know, you know, kind of what you, what you bring to the table. So, so that's what I did. And that's, that's where that came in. So it was, uh, you know, it's scary when you start over by yourself and you're by your, you're in your, your basement, you know, on your computer <laughs> and you're like, okay, I think this is going to work, but you know, is it going to work? You know, those little doubts come in our head. And um, I kept, you know, working at it and working at it. And um, I didn't have the capital to make deposits for some of the venues that I was lining up for these things. So I reached out to him and I said, here's the budget. Here's what I need. So I sent him, you know, a breakdown of the budget. And he sent me the money, sent me, you know, over $50,000. And so I booked it, started getting sponsorships, starting getting people to sign up. For the conference, and all of a sudden, I've got all kinds of money coming in. At the same time, he's telling his buddies, "Hey, you need to, you need to go to this. You need to sign up. Here, write the check. You get her this. Do the to do, do, do." So he he's spreading the word in his network. And um, let's see, I think it was maybe two months after he sent me the money, I flew to Vancouver, had a check in my hand, had a meeting with him, gave him the money back, and he looked at me and said, "What's this?" I said, it's your money back. (laughs) And he goes, what? (laughs) And I go, it's your money back. Like, you helped me get started and this is the money back. He goes, you don't need it? I go, no, I'm good. It's okay. And what I learned later from another colleague was he's like, you gave him back the money? I go, yeah. He goes, nobody does that. (laughs) But I did because it was, in my mind, it was a personal favor loan if you will there was no paper there was no handshake it was just a you know verbal i got your back kind of thing yeah and um i just felt like that was the right thing to do he said you just made a friend for life oh he will respect <laughs> you forever and he will never forget you and and it's true it's really true because um you know that was in 2005 and just last year i was i was asked to MC the 30 year, you know, uh, anniversary gala for the trade association that I had started. And of course I invite my buddies and everything. And he flew down specifically from Vancouver to attend that and to be there in support of me. So those kinds of strength, strong mentorships and relationships can go on for, you know, decades.
0: Oh yeah. So now, okay, we need a mentor. We know this, right? Yep. For those that are curious or, or you know, don't know quite know where to start, one, how would they identify them? And two, suggestions
1: for approaching them? So that's a really good question. I think that sometimes they are right in front of us and we don't realize it. So they might be people that you are working with that are senior to you, or they might be people you have worked with before who are business owners or senior to you. It may be someone that you know in an association. So if you belong to a trade association, that's a really good place to find other executives and leaders that you can start a conversation with. And the conversation, I think it's like building a relationship and not, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. Would you be mine? Kind of thing. <laughs> um, I, and, and at the same time, um, my third story is about a mentor that I literally asked the universe. I was at a point where I was like, I really need someone that I can't see in my, in my vision right now. It's someone I don't know yet, but I need someone who can help me with this particular thing. And he dropped right in front of me. Within oh, wow, within weeks of of my request to do that. So, uh, I think intention may be the first thing. It's like looking for a mentor. What do you want that mentor to help you with? If you can be specific about what you want that mentor to help you with, I believe that you will attract the right person to you. So again, it's one plus one. You have to do your part.
0: Right. And then, and then do what you need to do to build that relationship.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Nice. So could you share a little bit about uh, the products and services that you provide?
1: Absolutely. So right now I do, I have two products. One is our primer series, which is an online, you can take it anytime you like for women to get ready to get on corporate boards. And it's a four-part series. So there's four modules. Each module is 30 to 40 minutes long. And we cover board resume, a board interview, how to get on a board, and then a bonus video with the CEO who talks about how women uh, behave in the boardroom. And that is running on special right now for $59.50. It's regularly $595 but we're running a special for that. And the other product I have is the board certification program. So that's the ACE board certification program. And that is an individualized program where I teach in person, virtually the um, board governance, financial acumen, how to get on boards, risks and responsibilities to a group of women, eight to 12 at a time. And I offer that about three times a year. So there's an application process and a vetting process to get into that program. And I do run discounts from time to time, depending on uh, where we are in the cycle of registration and opening up new groups for that particular program. But that's the one where after the women graduate, they get a certification and then they are put into a profile catalog and... um I help them to get on boards as much as I can. Oh, nice.
0: And can they find out more information about those at acellc.consulting?
1: Exactly. There's information about all of that and all of our graduates and, um, you know, the profile catalog and announcements and what boards they've been getting on and that kind of thing. So,
0: yes. I'll make sure that gets into the episode description. We are at that part in the episode where we are looking for your final piece of advice for our listeners.
1: My advice is to look inside, spend time and figure out what you want. That is really the most important thing from the like, basis. And then go get it. Mm. Be clear about it. When we know what we want, we can articulate it very clearly and we can go get it. My intention is I want women who are courageous enough to step up into these very tough roles in the boardroom and in the CEO role and make the biggest decisions in the world because that's how we will change the world.
0: Hmm. Oh, well stated. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for joining us today, Michelle. Thank you for having me, Christina. It's been really, really good. Thank you.
0: If you'd like to learn more about Michelle, visit her website at Ace LLC. consulting. Christina delivers her speeches to diverse global industries on a variety of topics. You can learn more about booking her for your event at christinaeans.com